Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets. In this weekly show, you'll catch two fund managers who'll share their views on a selection of listed companies, both here and overseas. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be notified of new episodes each week. And don't forget that all the views expressed are general in nature and you should seek your own advice before making any decisions of your own. That's all from me. Sit back, relax and enjoy the latest edition of Buy, Hold, Sell. Hello and welcome to Livewire Markets Buy, Hold, Sell. My name is Chris Conway. Today I am joined by David Lane from Audmanet and Hugh Robertson from Centaur Financial Services for their top income products for today's market. As well as that, for a little bit of spice, they will be sharing a product that they no longer believe holds a place in income investors' portfolio. Gents, thanks for joining me today. My pleasure. Thank you. First up, David, I'll come to you. If you had to describe today's income environment in one word, what would it be and why? Exciting, <laughs> right? Um, because we are actually getting some reasonable yields and, and getting a, a you know, reasonable return for, for conservative investments now. And Hugh, what about you? One word and why? Uh, surprising. Uh, reason being, we, d- we didn't expect to be here so fast so soon. Uh, you know, 12 rate rises in 13 meetings uh, is pretty much unprecedented. So, you know, now we've got to really evaluate what's out there in the marketplace uh, so that we're best positioned in the environment going forward. We asked the gents to bring along their top low-cost ETF, listed investment company or trust and manage fund for today's special. Hugh, starting with you, let's talk about which low-cost ETF you believe is most attractive and why. It's probably not the most sexy one, but I'm going with the iShares Core Composite Bond ETF. Uh, you've got a yield to maturity of that around 4.2%, something around that, and you've got an effective duration of around 5.22. So I'm probably not allocating to it quite now. I might wait till we see another rate rise, maybe not next meeting, but the meeting after. But I'm going to start to think about that because there's, there's a good yield that I'm going to be able to lock in. But I'm also going to get the, once interest rates peak and start going down, I'm going to get some capital growth uh, with that 5.22 duration. If rates ultimately went down 1%, that would make my bond go up by 5.22%. So I think there, there's, a good, there's a good diversification play there in both the income, happy to lock in the yield, and some capital growth in the next year or two. David, what about you? A low-cost ETF that you think is attractive? Yeah, I'd look at the Vanguard Australian high-yield uh, investors ETF, um, that's geared towards equities that are paying higher dividends. So you end up with high quality investments in it, um, a decent dividend yield, some franking credits that come through on that. And being Vanguard, it's a very low cost, um, easy ETF to put in a portfolio. David, we'll stay with you. We're talking income focused LICs or LITs. What's the one that you keep coming back to for your investors? Wilson Asset Management have a whole range of different uh, listed funds, but WAM Capital, uh, W-A-M is the, the code for it. Um, it invests in a, a diversified portfolio. Its yield is, last last year it was uh, north of 6%, so it has a very good dividend yield. Um, and Jeff Wilson is, is very keen to make sure that we all keep our franking credits. Um, and yeah, they're great managers. They've had a long history and, and done very, very well. So they're good um, investors. And yeah, it's trading slightly below the, the NTA at the moment. So that would be one that, that I'd be putting in there. Hugh, what about you? Lick or Lit, what have you got for us? <laughs> My Lick or Lit uh, is Plato Income Maximizer, PL8. 
the it's a straight income play. You're going to get a little bit of capital growth since inception, about 2%, uh, but your income's around 9.7%. So 0.8% uh, cost, so it's relatively low cost. Uh, distribution's paid monthly. So for my retiree client or someone that really wants that income, getting it paid frequently is great. And they have a great process where they're really trying to avoid the dividend trap maximise franking credits and dividends, uh, and they still have a value tilt. So it's got a low tracking error, but it's also been able to maintain value during a rough year last year. So I think for a client looking, uh, WAM or PL8 really have a place in a portfolio right now. Let's shift gears to manage funds. Hugh, we'll stay with you. Which managed fund has really impressed you when it comes to income generation? So when we were talking about this before, before the show, uh, I had to call dibs on, on this one because this one's my favourite. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't have a favourite, but this one's my favourite. Tolario Global Equity Fund. Uh, it's been an absolute firecracker over the last 12 months, around a 15% return, consistent income of around 9% over the past 10 years. And it gets its income source away from corporate profitability. So it gets it from option income. So if we have uh, dividends get cut, uh, similar to the, the Plato one, they can still generate a good income. In the global financial crisis, it generated 18% income. So during a time where your value has gone down and you don't want to have to sell your portfolio, how nice to get the income. Uh, in 2020, they got 12% income. So for me, no brainer uh, as that one, top of the sock drawer. David, what about you? Uh, which managed fund do you like for your portfolio? Well, I also like Tolaria yep. Global Income Fund, and that's definitely one that you know gives you that income on a, a an international portfolio, which it's difficult to to get income on. But on the more conservative um, part of the portfolio, I'd be looking at the Janice Henderson Tactical Income Fund. Uh, that can neither be bought through a managed fund or through um, tact on the exchange as an ETF, an active ETF. Effectively what that does is it, it provides uh, a management around your bond portfolio and they're looking at, at credit as well as um, uh, government bonds and they manage that duration. So effectively what that does is it means that you're not as exposed to interest rate movements as a, a longer duration investment. Um, its income is about 4.5% at the moment which is good for a conservative uh, investment and again you can put your money in that and have an, an active manager managing that, that part of the portfolio for you. Before I let the gents go today, I wanted to ask them a bit of a spicy question. As I mentioned at the top, what is a product that they would no longer recommend to their clients for income generation? David, I'll stay with you. What's one that's dropped off the list? Yeah, one of the ones that uh, we're concerned about is um, private debt. Uh, so there's a number of um, investments that, that do go into the private debt, but Partners Group uh, Private Debt, PGG is the, the code for it. Um, just concerned in the current environment with the US potentially going into recession, um, the fact that many of the private assets haven't been marked to market. Uh, and we think that we could be in, in for a fairly tough period as far as valuations are concerned. And some of the, the private debt there's opaque um, you know, investments in there. So yeah, I'd be steering clear of those or if you have it, get out of it. It's actually had a bit of a run recently, so it's a good time to, to move out of it. Hugh, what about you? What is a product that's fallen off the list when it comes to income generation? The iShares Global High Yield ETF, uh, IHHY, is off my list. Uh, the great yield, uh, you know, it's looking like a yield to maturity of about 7.5%, but I wouldn't fall for the yield trap right now. 
So where there's smoke, there's fire. It concerns me uh, to allocate money to that, even a small amount of capital, and considering the available options that are there that are far less risky that are going to give me a reasonably close level of yield, I'd go down those those pathways instead. That's all we have time for today. If you enjoyed that episode of Buy, Hold, Sell as much as I did, make sure to give it a like and don't forget to follow our YouTube channel because we're adding great new content every single week. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis and insights. Register for free online at livewiremarkets.com and you'll discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.